Did you just say someone who knows football and lions in the same sentence? Didn't like the skin I was in. We're gonna bitch and shit all over everybody. I am tasting the number. What does it taste like? It tastes like blue. Dave wanted to put you two on the rankings and mark one. Uh, even though you're number one in the league. Out. How is he gonna do uh, that? I told you once, and I'll tell you again. Bobby D ain't going out like a bitch. For this week, I knew I was gonna lose. I, I don't know how. I just had that feeling. Our horses are well fed this week and ready to run. What's up, Hot Dog Nation? It's your boy, Torzy, aka Mr. Unlimited. Can you so, hear me? So yeah, we can hear you. So, All right, so guys, he, I, my connection wasn't good. I I pulled up to the carpet liquidators and joined the back. What's up, hot dog fans? This is your dude Duong, talking from Thailand. I'm speaking to you in the future. At the end of the league, when I win, I'm gonna take a small bottle of champagne and spread my. Welcome back, everyone, to the Hawk Dog Report. The regular season is over. It is now playoff time. I'd like to welcome my co-host, Walker Tassin, owner of the newly named Bermuda Triangles, and our podcast producer, owner of I'm So Hyphy Hyphy, Mr. Andrew Chang. What's going on, fellas? Excitement. <laughs> Excitement. No more tension. <laughs> I know. The relief, you guys, you know, it was it, it was an anxious weekend for me, but I came out on top. Um, but let's talk about the brackets, guys. Um, the consolation bracket, what does it mean? Why play, Walker? Do you have a good answer for both those questions? Because you get to pick your own spot in the draft. And you know what? You won't need to wait until an hour before the draft to know where your uh, draft spot is. It's going to be a huge advantage to not only pick it, but to know and you'll actually be able to possibly plan out your first three picks, which are arguably the most important. Yeah, it's it's huge, right? Because, I mean, if, you're one of, if you want that number one pick, if you want the McCaffrey, the Dalvin Cook, it's there for you. Obviously, we know that hasn't always worked with Grady and Saquon, um, but you got to figure that if that's what you want, you get a chance, or you can put yourself back to maybe eight, nine, ten, eleven, so you can get back-to-back picks or something close to it. So yeah, it's and like huge maneuvering, being a savvy waiver wire pickup trader—that's all fun and great. And watching your guys succeed is all really fun in fantasy football. But I think we'd all agree that the absolute funnest part is the draft. It's what gets me off the most, and. Uh, um, I would love to, uh, you know, pick my pick right now and know what I'm going to, I'd be, I'd just be excited for a week. <laughs> yeah. So consolation brag, your year is not over. Please do not give up. Please do not quit. You have something to play for. Um, going into next year, you get to set your team ahead of everyone else based on what you think the best pick would be. And there's gotta be numbers on this, like, and like statistics and fantasy, like, what pick are you most likely to win with each year? You know, I bet you yep. can look that up too. For sure. And I would, I would take your time with that. You know, you get, it's, it's like, uh, you got 300, you know, 70 days to choose to make your decision or I don't know. You <laughs> oh, for a year. Quick, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. <through> next season. <laughs> yeah. We got, uh, we, get, we got your point, man. <laughs> but yeah, make I, sure that you, uh, you, you, 
you get the pick you want because uh i mean i'll tell you right now i would i would love that i would absolutely be pumped to be playing for that if i was in the consolation bracket despite my despair let alone pride like let's let's be real here the pick's nice but you don't want to be last place in this league because you're going to hear about it for 370 days and 300 whatever it is over a year from and from now this this is about pride fellas and i know that everybody in this league Except lines is is following mm-hmm. along, and you don't want to be, you know, you don't want to be last, and you also want to finish at the top of the glob. Yeah, and he, uh, um, you know, a lot of my personal rivalry with Stagger kind of stems from my consolation round with him last year. I started this uh, last year, and I'm still, it still hurts that he he beat me in that consolation bracket. Yeah, and you, like Art's in there at number twelve, Connor's in there at number eleven. They can position themselves to be seven, seventh or eighth by the end of the year, and then like six or seven years down the road, when you look at how you placed every year, it'd be nice to not say you got twelfth ever, right? I mean, it'd be nice <laughs> yeah. to say you were somewhere close to the playoffs every year, or um, you won the uh, NIT, so to speak, consolation tournament, which I think, if I'm not mistaken, Stager won that last year too on a high roll, just scoring points. I'm sure he the, did. Yeah. I'd- I just I'm think sure that I'm I'm very hopeful that this group of guys will keep this league going for quite a while. I really hope that that's the case. And I think as you'll see that we're only in year two, but Dave, to your point, you just don't want to be like, as you play in a league with the same guys for, for a long period of time, they start, you start to establish like brand identity. It's like, some are like the teams that are always in it. Right. Some are those teams that are right. Always on the fringe. You don't want to be that team. That's like, you know, the Mar or the, the dolphins of, of the league or the team that's always tanking it. Yeah. The, New York I Knicks. The, yeah. the Knicks <laughs> or the Mets. Couple, yeah. Like where identities are forming. A couple guys come to mind, like Bob and lines certainly have an identity. Dave uh, seems to just be on repeat every year. Make the playoffs both years. Only team to you know, do that. It's the same roster. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> same guy. Flopping his guys, dick on man. the table again. Yeah. He's, he's I got the only one doing a, uh, you Adam Thielen's gritty. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah and so drew's so right like four or five years down the line you're gonna have some you know that team that never quite makes the playoff the team that always wins in the regular season but can't you know get it done when Mm -hmm. it matters most all those things are true it's a really good point before we move on to our playoff and consolation bracket matchups let's take a look at how the final power rankings shook out Finishing the year at number 12, the Russian bots. At number 11, C. Murda. At number 10, the South Beach All-Stars. Coming in at number 9, Bobby the Body D. Number eight, Mr. Unlimited. Coming in at number seven, Genius Tendency. And now, your final six teams in this year's Hawk Dog Playoffs Championship Bracket. 
at number six. Coming off three straight wins from the mean streets of Laurelhurst, the Kingslayer. At number five, Warden of the Hot Dog Torture Chamber, the Bermuda Triangles. Coming in at number four, the hottest, sexiest roster in the league, Koo in the game. At number three, from the land of cheap tailored suits and affordable hookers, the Bonsai Bros. At number two, the Wheeling Dealing Trade Maestro. I'm so hyphy, hyphy. And finally, coming in at number one, the leader at the top with 11 wins and two losses, the staggering stallion. Let's get right into it. Let's talk about the championship quarterfinals. And first, before we get there, a brief, you know, celebrated, pointed out, the Staggering Stallions, I'm so hypey, hypey, Stagger, Drew, have earned bye weeks. So let's give them Rest some up. love right now. They earned it. Um, well done, folks. They, they, they kind of separated themselves from, from everyone else record-wise. And they've been separated. They did well enough where they neither one of them had to worry about the, like the last three weeks. So... You know, you guys uh, really kind of separate yourself in a league that was almost consumed entirely by the glob. <laughs> and, and Drew, as a competition aholic like myself, what does it feel like to not have anything this week? A little it's bit. So weird. Yeah. It I is. keep, I keep clicking, I keep changing my lineup habitually, and I'm like, what's the point? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't. It doesn't even track my scoring. Like I go to the matchup thing to see, like to even see, like what I'm projected and all that stuff, and it's, there's like nothing there. It says like tap to view the playoff tree and i'm like oh so like but yeah i mean it feels great and it couldn't come at a better time for me like i've got josh jacobs banged up antonio gibson banged up um so it's nice but um it's nice to be on the outside but i i will say that i'm i'd rather be in stagger's position and the two teams that he might have to play than uh to just even see you and you having your sights on me is not a good feeling, Dave. Yeah. Yeah, you know, with Gibson going down last week, and I saw the Jacobs injury, like, this really is uh, – it's it's nice you're getting this because uh, no matter who plays you, um, I know if I was playing you, I'd want to see you at your best. So rest up, ice up, get better. <laughs> Perfect. Let's jump into – for for what now looks like projection-wise, the closer of the two matchups, um, the four and five seed. Coup and the gang versus the Bermuda Triangles. Interesting you put an S on there. Um, as yeah, I was thinking per- about yeah, that. Yeah, That's yeah. the only regret I have about it. <laughs> <laughs> you could, that's an easy fix, buddy. Yeah. Um, really, when I thought about your guys' matchup beforehand, and I don't mean to disrespect you by this, but I didn't anticipate the projections being so close. Me neither. Actually, (laughs) (laughs) that's got to give you some some hope. You know, I don't pay too much attention to that. You shouldn't. Uh, You shouldn't. 
But, uh, you know, um, there's a, uh, and really the reason for the name change, there's, you know, if you go by the data, the stats, the analytics that uh, you guys so so very much covet, um, <laughs> I, I'm a wild card. You know, there's a phenomena happening that is unexplainable with my team. So you really don't know what you're going to get. And uh, it's it's undefined what, uh, you know, if you if you were to put projections on my team, it's uh, it's N.A. You know, it's not applicable. So. I don't pay attention to it. When I when I was doing the intros and I, I, I called you the warden of the torture chamber, uh, yeah. I thought to myself, I, the immediate picture in my head was the warden in Shawshank Redemption, who's always pounding the Bible and always telling people <laughs> to preach the Bible. And that's a little bit like you not preaching analytics, like preaching, you know, God's word, yeah. and not looking at those funny little statistics. But I will remind you that at the end of that movie, the warden puts a six shooter in, in, his, in his mouth yeah <laughs> open, it's different for you um i know with grady's team obviously this year and towards the end of the season for sure i mean he just played out of his mind if you look at his last four scout three scoring outputs it's like 160 120 140 he's lethal right now but there has been this lingering thing all year about like him being anxious about playing the best team every week the, you know the team that scores the most every week so I got to imagine that when he looks at that 55-45, the projections, you know, he's taking that with a grain of salt, too. Yeah, so, I mean, I've been trying to talk so much shit to him, and because he's so superstitious, he's just like, yeah, you know, you're right. You're going to do really well, man. I bet even Robbie Anderson's going to put up a 50 with Curtis Samuel out. So it's kind of tough with not get any any back and forth <laughs> with it. He's It's kind of like Danny McBride, like, when uh, Seth Rogen's trying to pump him up to go get revenge on the drug dealer for shooting him in the belly. He's like, don't you want to go back and get revenge? Let's do it. And he's like, yeah, that, that might be cool to do to him. Yeah, yeah. Know. He's like in his zen state, you know? Yeah. Or he's trying to convince <laughs> us fun. he's in his zen state. One of the two. Yeah. Red, what the fuck? Get out of here, man. I didn't do shit again. Look, I come in peace, okay? I'm not here to fight you again. Good. Because I'm tired, man. I'm feeling so hot. You don't look great. Uh, they shot me, Den. They got me right here. Yeah? Right here. And then they got me again right here. Look, man, I'll call 911 right now. They'll save your life, okay? You don't need to die. No, bro. You don't get it, man. It doesn't really matter where I'm at. If I'm at the hospital, if I'm here, Ted's gonna find me, man. He will. And when he does, he's gonna fucking kill me. He's just like an asshole. I couldn't agree more, Red. That's why I come here, okay? You know, Ted, he took Saul, and I'm going to get him back. You know, like, he saved my life. We've been on the run together, and he's a great friend. He's a good guy. He is, man. I'll, I'll tell you that, man. Saul is a good dude. And I was mean to him, man. I wronged him, and I can't, I can't let it end like that. Man, I'm just into Buddhism, and I'm at peace with the fact that me as this person probably going to not be around. Think about a hermit crab, okay? And it's a shell, and it's like they go from one shell to the next. And that's what I am. It's like I'm just a hermit crab changing shells. Except if you're a dick your whole life, your next shell will be made of shit, okay? If you're an asshole, you're going to come back as a cockroach or a worm or a fucking anal bead, okay? If you're a man and you act heroic, you'll come back as an eagle. You'll come back as a dragon, You'll come back as Jude Law, okay? Which would you rather be? Maybe the anal bead, might, depending on who it belongs to. It belongs to me. 
then the dragon. Exactly. Yeah. You need to help me, okay? Just use it. You know, use the pain. You'll have a second win, man. Let's just get up. We can go get Saul back. Use it. Are you angry at Ted? Yeah, I'm really mad at him. Well, what do you want to do about it? Don't you want to get up and do something about it? Maybe. Maybe that would be cool to do to him. I don't think maybe's the answer I'm looking for. I think yes. I'm going to help you, Dale. That's the answer I'm looking for. I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised honestly if it ends up being Dave and Grady in the championship the way both of you guys' teams played, but yeah, this is an interesting one, Walk. I do see that you're projected close, but like Galladay's still in your lineup projected to 11, for 11.8, which I don't think he's playing or looks doubtful. Um, That's been tough. Julio is doing the Julio thing where, like, you don't know if he's just going to be a decoy or if he's actually going to play. He's doing that thing where he doesn't practice all week. Well, actually, <laughs> then, like, Julio, this is, like, guess. one of the few weeks I'm, I'm not worried about him. He uh, he played great. He looked like 100%. They're just resting him just to make sure he doesn't have a setback. Galladay does worry me, right? Uh, but if Galladay's in there, that's that changes my team. You know, like, I don't. I want to give you guys a stat because you like him so much. I'm 4-0 when Galladay's in my lineup. Ooh, yeah, of course you are. Like that's, that's your second round that. pick. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you have J.K. Dobbins who can slide in there. That was a great waiver wire pickup. There's, yeah. I mean, the one thing I worry about when looking at Grady's team is it's so deep, man. He has to sit Kareem Hunt and C.D. Lamb. It's true, but so it got a little easier for him uh, with the. I mean, it sucks to have a guy like D.J. Moore out, but it simplifies his decisions a little bit. Yeah, it, it definitely does. So and I prefer I don't know. to have all the options. This, I just one thing that's really standing out to me as I look at both these teams. I was like, we we do, we try to do this every week, and we look at the matchup sometimes. And you're looking at the matchup of like, no offense to like the ten and eleven teams or whatever, but you're kind of looking at the matchups and trying to find the ways that different teams can win. But it's really nice looking at these two teams because I'm like, man, this is going to be a fun matchup to watch. Like these are. Like you can see a scenario, Dave, where like both the teams could easily win in, in two different scenarios and the way that Sunday goes. Exactly. And Walker, what do you think Nick Chubb's gonna get this week? <laughs> oh. uh, well, you know what? Whenever Cleveland <laughs> plays Baltimore, like I remember last year Baltimore beat him <laughs> by a lot. And then the next time Cleveland smashed him by like forty points. So I you know, it's a divisional game. I don't know how it's gonna go, but you Just know what? Just guess, throw a number out there. Uh, my feeling is that uh, Calais Campbell's back and Nick Chubb gets shut down. <laughs> okay, so put a number up. Just put a number up. Yeah, twelve. So you have to be winning. <laughs> shut you, down. you have to be winning by twelve going into Monday night to feel good. Then. Ooh, yep, that's true. Well, I'll give you yeah. another stat. When I have the lead going into Monday night, I'm three and zero. Oh, dude, walk, that's yes. The anti-science yeah. Walker theory. Yeah. This yeah. could this could play true this week in the most important way with Nick Chubb playing Monday night. And if if Walker has a lead going in to Monday night, Walker, if that pans out, then Dave, I think you said in the last episode, then we have to we have to everything that Walker says is true. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I, let me say something. It's funny because it's one of these like psychological things. I I kind of rant and like lament against the way walker does things and talks about things but i don't want you to change at all that's not what i mean i just like fighting against it oh, you know i i, I wouldn't do it anyway. together yeah i know, I know. <laughs> I know. please please don't get rational and, and be analytics guy that would be so boring yeah the um, podcast kind of forces me to be a little less delusional than i'd prefer but and then uh, it all seeps out in the chat right yeah but uh i i there's still room there for oh it's beautiful yeah, that's going to be a fun matchup to watch. Um, 
So why don't we just go right into the next one? Um, newly named the Kingslayer versus the Bonsai Bros. You know, I gotta ask: Was the Kingslayer uh, was that a troll on me? No, that wasn't a troll. No, no, it was just I, I beat Lions. Um, it felt good to beat him. I kind of Ooh, already got that monkey we've already, back. Yeah, and he won last year, so he's the king. Um, and you know, I didn't really stab myself in the, in the back as much as he stabbed himself in the stomach, right? <laughs> um, but, you know, it just felt good to get past him, and I was feeling, you're right. Anytime there's a team change, name change, you're either feeling terrible about your team and you want to make a joke of it, or you're feeling great about your team and you want everyone to know it. Yeah, it's totally um, true. And mine was the latter. So, um, I, and, you know, I got one guy going tonight. So far, it doesn't look good, but um, I think this matchup will be closer than the projections would suggest. I will say that. Yeah, you know, uh, I believe he doesn't have him in his starting lineup right now. He's still on his IR, but I have been hearing that Joe Mixon is very close. You might luck out, and uh, he might still be on his uh, on his IR this week. But uh, I did see videos of him doing sprints. Week, from what I understand. And those the, the videos were from this year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. I, like I said, I played him earlier this year. He beat me. I, I got 142, I think, and he beat me. So uh, oh, Luke right. knows that. I had one of my – yeah. And so I look at his team, and there's definitely a way that he could outscore me, um, although I, I, I do feel pretty confident. Got to say that. You know, um, I don't know if you guys have looked at the defenses left on our waiver wire, but there's five defenses left, right? And I know you had four last week. I don't know what you have this mm, week. Uh, I agree. You got three. Um, Luke Duke, ahead. we've been talking about him being a savvy waiver wire guy. Luke Duke's had one defense like the last three weeks, and his bench is huge right now. It's all players. So he's just been stacking them and keeping his options open, and it's really smart. Like, he's just getting smarter as we go along. This could also be the Dallas Goddard DJ Chark revenge game, Dave. Oh, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, It's great. Uh, I know. Yeah, you look at it's the same thing like the last matchups. You look at both teams and you think these are good teams. Dave, I feel confident with your team though. Like the fact that Luke has to start Peyton Barber this week is not a great sign for him. It feels good. Yeah, I got Robert Woods going tonight, and I don't think because I think Gilmore's been on him most of the time. I think that number's going to stay close to about like six or seven. So that's not great for me. But um, like I said, I I'm you know I, I'm pretty confident, man. I really, I really like the Tennessee game intrigues me a lot because he's got Tannehill and Shark and you got A.J. Brown and Henry and one of the either the passing game is going to go off for the Titans or the rushing game is going to go off. So you're in a good position to take advantage of both. However, uh, that game flow is going to be really important to this matchup. That's such a good point. That's a huge. That's a great call out walk. That's a huge, like actual NFL matchup. But then it's also a huge game to watch for Dave and Luke. Like the fa- I love that they both are stacking one team versus the other team. Like Dave's got the Titans, and Luke Duke has the Jags. And like, did- well, he's oh got wait, Tannehill no, no, he's too. got Tannehill. Yeah. yeah, but like that's just that's dude. That's one of those great games that you turn on and like any time the ball's in play, like it impacts one of like this matchup. I love I having a game like that. Me too. If, if Tannehill's going to – like I need Tannehill not to get rushing touchdowns. I need him to throw A.J. Brown's way. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Don't be yeah. stealing Henry's uh, one-yard touchdowns. 
Walker does throw him to Corey Davis. Corey Davis goes off like 180 yards again. Oh god. Yeah, look at his his fucking like log over the years. Ridiculous. It's like 38-3, Um yeah. Even my my dad, uh, I asked him how we felt about Tennessee because I'm starting their defense this week, and he brought up like ESPN and like the local radio was talking about how the NFL has figured out Derrick Henry this week. <laughs> and I was sitting there like, what the Ooh. fuck have they been watching? Like, yeah, one bad game coming off 180 yards and three TDs, and he's a league leading rusher. Yeah. We really figured him out. That was a will, game flow thing. I will say the, that the, they, Derek Henry, the Titans played the Jags week two, and he only had an eight point four, twenty five carries for eighty four scoreless yards. So possible, man. That'll make That's this matchup horse, a lot man. more. But traditionally, he's busted out for the greatest ninety yard run I've ever seen. With the like I, in his he's, career, he plays the Jaguars better than anybody. He also closes the season better than any other running back like oh, last year true. he yeah he's just a big he's he can take all the abuse of the regular season man he's the guy that stands out alpha male at the end all, of the year and just get, runs for like yeah. 150 yards and three touchdowns all the defenders are going to be making business decisions down the stretch especially if there's oh, no playoffs <laughs> yeah, yeah. here's a jacksonville safety you're like nah, i'm good <laughs> yeah yeah i got to think about next year um all right, let's bounce away from the championship quarterfinal. Just to refresh everyone, the winner of Walker and Grady's matchup gets the opportunity to play our, you know, our number one, Mr. Mark Stager and the Stagering Stallions. And then the winner of my matchup with Luke plays Andrew next week. But let's bounce over to the consolation bracket. Um, hard to even really call it consolation because in a lot of ways, if you don't win the league, the next best option is probably getting your choice of what pick you get next year, right? Absolutely, yeah. This is way better than winning second place. Yeah, yeah, which is a huge – so really when, when you're thinking about this week, when you're thinking about next week, when you're thinking about winning this consolation bracket, think about how it's going to affect you next year. I know I'm a little bit redundant on that, but um, the first matchup I look at right here is the South Beach All-Stars versus Murda with the chance to play Matt Lyons, who's on a bye this week. I love this matchup. Uh, I even love. I know uh, McCaffrey had another setback, you know, <sighs> but I I'll, I think that the way this season's gone, Cole's probably just like, even if he's playing, he'd probably be like, "Fuck you, buddy. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna do it without you." But uh, this matchup is, uh, you know, the more I look at it, these guys are just so evenly matched. You know what I mean? And they both have guys that, uh, I mean, I love Connor's team. The longer this is going on, I obviously love the fact that Adrian Peterson is anchoring his team. I'm growing more and more fond of uh, Harris. And Cole Beasley has just turned into a stud. He's got more, he's like top five or top seven in uh, receptions. And uh, He's one of the, like the top five wa- waiver wire pickups of the year. Yeah, man. God, dude. Connor's just full of these guys. Giovanni Bernard, you know, Trey Burton. Uh, I mean, and and uh, a bunch of savvy moves along the way. I I love it. I absolutely love Connor's squad. I'm I'm pre- I'm leaning towards him because Cole's squad. You look at it and it, it's like a paper tiger, but uh, he's got to show it to us. You know, the Miles Sand like the Miles Sanders and Chris Carson just have been debacles for him. I mean, like those guys coming the year, anybody would have won them on their team. Um, and I see Cole now in the consolation bracket. But, like, with hope for next year, I know he believes in himself in the draft, you know, and he's a guy who thinks he maybe considers other players at different spots. 
and he has a kind of a higher level of draft strategy than most people. And, you know, so having that ability to choose your pick would be huge. Um, Absolutely. And you then, know, it, critical in this matchup, too, is Adrian Peterson has been killing for Detroit. And, and uh, he looks great. And, yes, Cole has uh, DeAndre Swift back. And that that game is going to be a – it could possibly be, you know, however uh, – whoever gets off to the hottest start first is going to get the bulk of those carries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a really good point. Like, what's going to give there? Uh, yeah. Like how how the scales be tipped? Um, I also think this is a closer matchup than the projections currently say. Like they have Cole winning one hundred and ninety to ninety eight, but C- Connor's got Mike Evans on his bench. So he's going to swap him in for Emmanuel Sanders. That's seven plus points in the projections. Ooh, I know I know we don't yeah. care too much about the projections, but it's just the eyeball test. Like those scores end up lining up almost exactly, and this being just like what you guys talked about, a close matchup. What's crazy about Cole's team, really quick, is that. You would think to yourself, if you came into this year with Miles Sanders, Chris Carson, Todd Gurley, and Christian McCaffrey, you had the best running back crew of any team in our league. And, and oh, yeah. it's, injuries have just demolished that. Like, Cole Cole should feel good. Cole's it's so funny. Cole is so good at this somehow. And I wouldn't have thought that, but he's so good. Because if those guys are healthy, Cole's a top three team. Yeah. It's yeah he's like, he drafts so stoic, good. Uh, you know greatness and it fuck man look at i, I don't know if he's got he's got seven seven cues cues seven cues yeah, <laughs> and uh no seven cues and a d he's got eight <laughs> people that are questionable at best he's got he's got the whatever like the opposite of the midas touches you know uh, yeah the touch of death this year yeah. the touch of covid the touch of injury the kiss of death yeah so like i said that that's going to be a good one to watch. Um, let's bounce into our our second Constellation Bracket matchup, Constellation Quarterfinals. Um, the Russian Bots versus Bobby the Body D. Bobby's off to a fast start, uh, 15 to 6 on the Russian Bots. Yeah, I uh, this matchup intrigues me a lot because Arthur's team put up a massive week last week, and uh, he had Ronald Jones on the bench. Um, and I think somebody else, too. Uh, he had a couple late bye weeks. That was really weird this year. But uh, Arthur's running back core looks pretty good. I mean, next to Stager and uh, uh, you and Grady, uh, I think Arthur's running back stable might be the you know right behind you guys. He's gotten the best out of David Montgomery, man. Montgomery's had a 22 and a 25 the last two weeks. And he looks really good. Like, how do you go from looking like – two yards in a cloud of dust to like bouncy capable of like 30, 40, 50 yard runs. It's so strange, man. It's like all these guys are running backs are capable in the right spot, you know? Yeah. It's weird. You know, maybe his problem was like the traditional quarterback, like uh fools kind of like hampered him and he's more likes to run out of the shotgun set and do the options with Trubisky. But, uh, yeah, ever since Trubisky got back in there, Montgomery's been a new man. Yeah, they've been dedicated to the run. Just, I, I read I read a crazy article about that last night, which is why I made like a 3 a.m. move to get Cordero Patterson last night while I was up with the baby. But coming out of the bye, uh, what's his name, Matt Nagy, the coach of the Bears, yeah. they, they basically overhauled their offense to work in Cordero Patterson as like a Tyreek Hill. And it's, I love that it's, move, oh, by the way. I would, yeah, I read it on The Athletic, and like they – it's totally changed the style of blocking. I think they've moved to now zone blocking because of that. 
and it just fits David, Montgom- David Montgomery that much better. I think David Montgomery is going to finish the year and then be in the consideration for like a top 10 pick next year because I I, I think he's going to beast the rest of the way. He that's still what I thought is he's going to be this year. Guy. Yeah, What's up, Dave? And that's what I thought he was going to be this year. And and you know what that athletic article, like reading that, like there's absolutely no way I, I could watch 20 Bear, Bears games in a row and never <laughs> figure that out. You know? <laughs> like yeah. Yeah. football is so much more complex than we give it credit for. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah, so much depends on, you know, things that we don't even like to think about. But that's but, good uh, fantasy intel. That's really yeah. good fantasy intel. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> you just got to pay uh, a little subscription to get it, right? <laughs> the Coral Patterson, I, I heard an interesting stat. It doesn't seem that impressive, but he has the he's like tied for the most kickoff returns or something in NFL history. But he's the only guy in NFL history that has eight rushing touchdowns in his career, eight receiving touchdowns in his career, and eight return touchdowns. He's a freak, man. Yeah. Man, yeah. So, yeah, that Tyreek Hill spot, that's it, like, that gets a good pickup as a sneaky, like, maybe he'll start in a couple of weeks if he has, if he proves it to you. Yeah. He's um, a fun pickup because, you know, the odds are against him to kill it. But if he does, he's going to do it in a massive, big splash way. Yeah, and, and when you got have guys in your bench that are like wild cards and they do well, it's fun to see that. You love to see it, you know. Um, yeah, he kind of reminds me of like what it used to be like having uh, like a guy like Leon Washington who might mm-hmm. get like seven carries, twenty yards, and a touchdown rushing with some receiving yards, and then get a kickoff return. All of a sudden, he gets a twenty-five. You know? Yeah, thirty. So this this match is going to be good. Like I said, I think Bob obviously off to a hot start. I'm pulling for Art, man. Who do you who do you think pulls off this matchup? I mean, Bob is winning right now, but that game I think is it's far from over. Bob for I think Bob would have to be the overwhelming favorite. But man, like I said, I'd love to see Art win something this year, you know. And if he if he could have with some, you know, with a couple years under his belt going into next year, I know he's going to pick the right pick. You know, smart guy, obviously. Um, you know, I'm sorry, Bob. You had your chance. Uh, I'm going for Art this week. <laughs> I, yeah, I got art too. I look at his roster and I'm like, God damn, I gave up too much for Clyde Edwards Hilaire, you know, <laughs> because I, I look at his roster. I'm like, God, I want Ronald Jones back. Can I yeah. get a mulligan, you know? Yeah. Well, and, and I'm glad he's getting some out of David Johnson too. Yeah. So I think, art, I think that I, I do think that it'll be a closer, I think this will end up being in the hundred, like the teens, like 117 to like 119. I think this is going to be closer than the current projections stand. Well, his team goes like you saw it last week. He put up 140 because finally Lamar Jackson got his head out of What's I'm saying? And start playing like, you know, close to what he was. So, he's dangerous if Lamar Jackson's hot and he looks to be hot. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll see and and the winner of that matchup um will play Tor who also has a bye this this week, so they'll have to go through tour if they win. Um, is that is that really is that how it goes? Yeah, yeah. Is that what it's? Uh, yeah, those, you're right. Those are facts. Okay. And yeah, analytics. Hashtag facts, bro. Um, yeah, <laughs> get up on your analytic game, man. Um, but that's it, fellas. That's it. We've covered the playoffs. Um, we we know we're we're getting into it now. We have matchups that we're focusing on. But like I said, the constellation bracket, it it matters. It matters for next year. Um, but hey, let's get re- let's playoff time. Let's baby. go, baby! It's Be- playoff time, baby! We've been waiting all year for this. Before yeah. before we leave here, I want to send a little message out to Grady. You arguably got the best team in the league right now, so no more of this uh, 
this modest bullshit. bullshit. Start yeah. giving me some uh, some flack back on this shit talk. Get confident. Just start clapping back at me. You just called you out. You just called you out. None of this humble crap walker ain't buying it. I'm not buying it either. All right, guys. I can read between week. the lines. All right, guys. Peace out. Peace out. All right, guys.